0: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, And Mr. Obehe, I hope I said that appropriately. Um, It's good to be here with you all on today. Uh, My name is Teresa, and I have the honor and the privilege to share some time with you all, all the way from the Atlanta Metro here in the States.
1: Hello, and welcome to Obehe podcast. I'm your host, Obehe A14, and I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share, Now, let's get started with this episode.
0: So, it's truly an honor to be with you all today um, to talk about my organization, Teresa K. Page, LLC, as well as some other wonderful things as far as women in business and how we can uh, and what it's like to get started in business. So just a little bit about me, Uh, I am a, uh, just a small town girl (laughs) uh, from the state of North Carolina originally, Uh, I am a preacher's kid, I am the sixth of seven siblings uh, of my late father, Um, he was actually a preacher, Elder William Page Sr., Um, and my mother who is still with us and she has been a pianist and a missionary. Um, in the church as well, and her name is Sarah. So its uh, I grew up in North Carolina. I was educated in the state of North Carolina. Um, I have my bachelor's degree in business. I also have my master's degree um, in business as well. And I just recently completed a graduate credential in coaching. And so I'm really excited about that. I have a background in education, on the business, operations, and campus leadership point of view. And I've served the education sector for the past 17 years, up until April of last year. So I'm really excited because I spent the last year to reinvent myself. And uh, that came along with wanting to um, add another model to, or another service to my business model um, as far as with coaching. And so I've taken the time to, to create uh, some new uh, content, as well as going back to school to make sure that I can legitimize the service that I want to provide to my clients. And um, I'm finally back in this space, serving as a performance coach with Teresa K. Page, LLC, which is my own business that I got started in February of last year, right in the heart of the pandemic. Uh, So I'm really excited about what it is that I have a passion to do. And my passion is to be able to help professional women to renew their leadership mindset, um, as well as reclaim their confidence as they prepare to re-enter the workforce uh, with fresh fire and fresh purpose. And so my goal to be able to do that is with the performance coaching, where we can work one-on-one or even as a group, and we can focus on what their goals are what their current realities are, and we could talk about options on how to eliminate or to get around some of those barriers. And we also focus on uh, creating a feasible plan. So with goals that they have set for themselves as well as their families, with their personal or professional, and we create a plan together so we can help them move forward and create a way forward for themselves. So that's one way that I'm here to support my clients. Another way that I am uh, geared to support my clients is also with perform uh, personal development webinars and actually that's where my heart really is. And I uh, as I mentioned, I created some content on last year and I had the opportunity to create a six part series that's called Love, the Key to Woman's Glory. And what we do is focus on how to utilize love. For women more so (laughs) from a point of view of women, how for us to be able to utilize love beyond an emotion and actually be able to tap into all of its effectual power so we can utilize it and reimagine it as a skill set and as a competency to ensure our success in our personal as well as in our professional endeavors. And so that's something that I'm really doing right now, really kind of focusing on And that's a part of that renewal of that leadership mindset. So that's how I'm uh, serving the world right now, as far as in business, motivational speaking, as well as hosting uh, signature events. So that's how I'm moving, uh, moving along in the world. So I'm brand new in this space, especially after coming out of education. So I'm open for learning, doing a lot of development as as I do business. So I'm definitely having to be ambidextrous and having to be agile enough to be successful as well as to develop appropriately so I can establish a great foundation as a leader. So that's just a little bit about me. (laughs) So I look forward to our conversation on today and um, and hopefully we can leave some value with you as we move forward.
1: Thank you so much, Teresa. That is the point. It's about value. We need to uh, give value to the people, to the community. And your story is actually fascinating, you know? You know, I pick out one word. Actually, I pick out a lot of things, but there are key words that make a lot of sense to me. That you decided to recreate yourself. That is something powerful. Uh, looking at our demography, which is the African diaspora uh, and the people of African descent, wherever we might find ourselves, We are intentional about recreating recreating ourselves. We are intentional about living a purposeful life. So what can we do? How can we do this? We need to learn from each other. There are those who are very successful in the community. There are those uh, who who are experts in their field. So the reason for this podcast actually is for this. Let's share. Let's learn from each other and let's help each other to grow. Let's connect. Let's do businesses together. Why not? So this is why we are here. Now, I want you to help me, Teresa. Uh, tell me more a little bit about you now. Uh, of course, I understand you have given a background of who you are and what you do. But I'm trying to understand you even more personally. You growing up, what were the things that sort of uh, formed your idea so that it sort of lead you into what you are doing today in the area of business? Help me understand that.
0: Yeah, so I would definitely say that growing up, um, especially being a preacher's kid, and I hope you don't mind me talking about a little bit of faith here today, because that's how that is what has shaped me. Um, my parents, our home was a particular place where a lot of people would come and gather uh, some of the older saints. <laughs> from when I was a small child, we used to have a lot of ministers, a lot of preachers that would come into our home, a lot of older mothers, and different things like that. And so I had the opportunity to really be able to sit at the feet of a lot of leaders and to grow up in a household where we weren't rich or anything, but our parents were uh, rich as far as uh, what they felt that they wanted to give us. And that was making sure that we were educated uh, because my my parents had a gangle of girls. Six girls and one boy So we had a gangle of girls (laughs) as well as uh, one boy. So education was the foundation of our household um, and definitely reading, being um, exposed to different parts of the world as far as with reading um, and definitely being exposed to uh, the word of God, so to speak. And that has been a lot of my foundation and, and that's where I have really, especially in the last few years, have learned more so about uh, love and the power of love and how it can be utilized as a skill set. And so, um, yeah, so that's how I basically grew up understanding with the foundation of education as well as um, the word of God, which has been very steady. So faith has been a huge part of my life up until this point of little girl up until this point so that as i believe that has really developed me as a leader one of the things that i will also share that was really important was my father now he has passed away about 10 years ago but he was definitely a dreamer and so was i <laughs> um, i didn't necessarily want to follow in the footsteps of my family because traditionally A lot of my family are educators, but I wanted to do something different. I always had the hope of being an entrepreneur. I always had the hope of having businesses. And so uh, that was something my father always encouraged me to do. So a lot of the dreams that I had, oh, daddy, well, you know, I want to be able to create corporations around this area or here's some great opportunities that we could do here. And he would always listen and he would always encourage me to do so. And I think that he had a lot to do with me actually coming here to the Atlanta Metro. I've always heard that it was the Black Mecca for and the best place for Black Americans to be able to thrive, especially in the area of business. And so he kind of pointed me in this direction maybe a few months before he passed away. And so since that time, I've been kind of running after that. Uh, there's definitely been some failures along the way but i it's more so about the grittiness of being able, having that willingness to start over or as some people would say, to start anew or to start afresh um, and to learn from previous mistakes that I've made and being willing to take the long way in order to create something that's going to be lasting. And so I don't mind doing the work right now um, and so that's what I'm doing right now as far as taking my time to lay the groundwork because I wanna make sure that when I finish on this side of glory, (laughs) that I leave something that's gonna feed the generations behind me, um, that will feed any children that I have, (laughs) should I have any children on this side. Um, But I definitely want to make sure that my work will not just leave when I leave, that that it will continue to speak on um, even after I'm gone and that it would even continue to create wealth. So um, I think that has a lot to do with my upbringing, uh, that upbringing of coming up in faith, a foundation in education, and definitely having the freedom to have the space to be a dreamer. And now I'm actually operating in the space where I could turn a dream into a reality.
1: Thank you so much for that. Thank you, that is really important because now it's all about value. It's all about leaving something behind, it's all about inspiring people all right now tell us uh, more in detail what do you do in your business
0: yes yeah, so as far as what do i do more so in my business right now um i am a little over a year old as far as in business so um as i mentioned earlier my services right now is performance coaching um as well as per- uh, personal development webinars motivational speaking and actually hosting signature events. Right now, what I'm focused in on is building community, uh, learning how, because I'm in a different space now, so people have to, um, people that I've worked with before either have to get used to the idea that I'm now serving in a different capacity as a coach. Um, But what I'm doing right now is really focused on building community, building an audience, Um, making sure that I show up genuine. And so the way that I'm doing that is with aggressive uh, networking. I'm finding that's very important um, as far as being able to build relationship. Um, I've always heard that people, or at least around here, the the thought or the mantra as far as doing business is that people want to do business with people that they know and with people that they trust. And so that has been what I'm spending a lot of my time on is with networking and not just networking here locally. I think one of the blessings during the pandemic, if you can call it a blessing, but I do. um, I think what we have, the gift that we have been given is learning how to maximize on the technology that we have. And a lot of people are taking to networking virtually And what it does is that it opens the world to us so that we don't have to just do business within the region that we live in, but that it's possible to be able to do business with people on the other side of the world or in different time zones. And that's what I find really fascinating about that. And so of course, you know, with the networking, you get a chance to talk for a good few seconds to introduce yourself, kind of throw in tagline as far as what you do <laughs> really quickly but the beauty is is that outside of those networking is that you want to be able to create those one-on-one conversations and so um so that's what i've been spending a lot of time on as far as having those one-on-one conversations with different individuals that i meet in those networking spaces even if it's not to benefit my own business but to at least to be able to see how we can collaborate with one another or at least to know what it is that we do, how we serve the world. Um, so they can always be a referral. Either we can keep them as part of our network uh, for future opportunities or they can just be a resource that we can be able to connect with other businesses or other people that we come along with And I think that's the beauty of a business. I know that we're supposed to have a mindset of competition, but there's room enough for all of us. So um, I think having those one-on-ones allows me to understand how other people are serving the world, how we're trying to make the world a better place with our goods and our services, um, and creating uh, other partners and collaborators that we can work with along the way, as well as be able to help them to progress in business as well and providing them as resources for other organizations or other individuals. So that's what I'm focused on right now. Um, Also, another thing that I'm really focused on is just making sure that the services or the products that I offer are providing the best value. So even with, uh, for example, even with me creating a six-part series, I didn't just do the six part series and it's a one and done. I also find myself going back in and kind of tightening up (laughs) my content because I may learn something different or experience something different. So I do understand that as I'm new in business and continue to grow in business, then it's also important to make sure to make the necessary adjustments to make sure that what I'm saying that I offer to the community is going to be of value, and that is going to help change their lives. Um, I know that sometimes we often say that business is all about profit, and it is. Uh, That's why we do this, is to help make money uh, so we can support our lifestyles and, uh, of course, the cost of living. But we're also sent into the world to, to, to resolve a particular problem. And so that's when I want to make sure that my work is actually a solution or that it's a remedy to someone's issue. And as I mentioned, I want to be able to help women to renew their leadership mindset, especially after spending time out of work. Um, You definitely have to go back. What I believe is that you definitely have to be able to go back into that workforce with a fresh perspective um, and with a fresh set of purpose and that you can't go back in the way that you left. Um, and so that's what I'm really passionate about because I found, have found myself in the same space that after working in the education sector, how am I going to show up differently this time? And so it definitely takes, takes some time to do that. So. I guess, you know, uh, as far as what I do on a day-to-day basis, networking, having those one-on-ones, and then making sure that I'm tightening up my, uh, my services as well as my content um, so that as I continue to build community, I want to make sure that what I'm sharing is relevant to the time and that it's meeting the needs, right now needs.
1: Yeah, that is a key word there, relevant, relevance. Be relevant is very important here. So because the type of economy that we have today is about service, it's about rendering service to other people, uh, I would like to provoke you a little bit. How do you know that people need your service, the kind of service that you are rendering today? How do you know people need it? Whether you are referring to the people in Georgia, in some other part of the U.S., or in any part of the world. So tell me how you know people need what you are offering.
0: Well, that's a good question. I would say the way that I know that people need what I have is, you know, that again, it goes back to that networking and their wanting or their desire that in those few seconds that I had a minute to share what it is that I do is that they actually reach out and to connect. And so I get the opportunity to hear their stories, what might be going on in their life, uh, because I'm really... um, Curious about what it is that they are experiencing or what they have experienced um, or either what they are expecting ahead on the horizon. And so. um, In listening, and I think that's the key part as far as really listening to people's story is. um, It's an opportunity to kind of be still so you can. start to calculate what is it in my service arsenal that I can do to help resolve whatever issue that they have. And so um, a lot, I would just say, as far as knowing how, knowing that someone needs what I have, it's really about listening um, and understanding uh, them more than trying to ram down their throat (laughs) what it is that I do. Uh, So I've learned that from one of my former mentors um, who always told me, you know, you'll have the opportunity to talk about your service. But this is more so about the prospective client that you want to be able to serve. You really need to kind of sit still and listen. Um, And so that's a skill set that I have. I think that I've become pretty good at. So I can make sure that when it is my turn to talk, then I'm speaking to their particular need because what I've learned is is that all services that an organization may provide is not of value to every client. So we have to be able and be willing to personalize their experience with us. And so um, I would just definitely say a key part is, is being able to listen.
1: Now I'm thinking that maybe a mindset might be important in what you are doing so I, will, I want you to take some time to explain to me the importance of mindset uh, or maybe mindset for women in businesses, because I think this is the area that you are looking into as a coach. Help me with that.
0: Well, I would definitely say the mindset that women need to have. Um, so I guess let me share a personal story. Um, in one of my former um, experiences with a, a former employer, um I had several positions I held about several roles with that particular um, with that particular employer, and majority of those roles I had about four, and so three of those roles I was serving more so as educational support. So in my final experience, I had the opportunity to actually serve in a bona fide leadership position, and while I was doing the work. <laughs> it was that it was required of me to do. That was a part of my performance. What I never did is that I never changed my mindset. When I came to that leadership position, I still saw myself in that support role. And there's nothing wrong with being in a support role, but that was not the type of mindset that I needed to have in the effort to be truly successful and a new opportunity that I had to serve as far as as a, as the leader, so I would just say that as far as when it comes to the mindset of being in business, we have to learn how to show up as as necessary. And I guess I would end that story with um, there was a particular there was a particular problem that came up that I really needed some. I wasn't quite sure how to solve. <laughs> or how to get around it um, and it, it really was a, a barrier for me and so being a woman of faith I decided to pray about it and so in prayer I was like well Lord help me you know <laughs> <help> me show <laughs> me show <a> way <laughs> show me the strategy as far as how to solve this problem how to get around this problem and so I what came to my heart or came to my spirit wasn't necessarily, well, it was the remedy, it was the solution. But what came to me was the fact that I had shown up to a kingdom opportunity, but I showed up still dressed as a servant instead of showing up as an heir or as a leader. And so that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit, but it was definitely a a true statement that, wow, that I was given an opportunity, but I didn't necessarily show up like I needed to because I didn't see myself correctly and I didn't necessarily make the necessarily uh, necessary adjustments in my own head. So I would just say as far as the mindset that women need to have in business is that we cannot blow opportunities by showing up As not understanding what our value is and not making the necessary adjustments. And especially as women in business, if you've had uh, a former employer or if you're still working for an employer, it's important that you now understand that you are the CEO or the founder or the owner of your own business and you have to approach your business that way with the right frame of mindset. I can't tell you how many amazing women that I meet in a lot of my net, these networking platforms. But when we have the opportunity to talk, I'm finding that we're doing the work, but we don't necessarily see the value in ourselves or understand the value in our work. And to me, that is It's tragic. I think it's tragic for all of us because I think the key for women as well as men is that we have to be able, we have to be convinced of our own greatness first. In order to have the hope of serving whatever sphere of influence, the people, the territory or the regions that we're assigned to, we have to be convinced of our own greatness. And we can't do business uh, unless we are able to do that. So definitely as far as the kind of mindset that women need to have, we can't romanticize the idea that we are supposed to, even though we've been trained and developed like that traditionally, that women are supposed to be humble and lowly and <laughs> servants and all of that. And all of that is cool, but we have to show up differently as leaders. Uh, And that we have to be convinced of our own greatness. And we also have to understand that as we serve whatever place or region that we have been assigned to, that we're not there to be, that we are rendering a service and that it is an express demonstration of the love and the benevolence uh, that is shown towards God's people. So we have to start seeing ourselves as remedies and as a solution to a particular problem. So I would say as far as, just to recap all of that, the mindset that women need to have when it comes to business is being convinced of your own greatness first in an effort to be able to serve and to understand that the service that you are rendering, it is an express express demonstration of God's love and benevolence to his people
1: and that we are actually there as a remedy. Now, this self-disbelief, if you want to call it like that, uh, that people have, because you did give an example of, of yourself, no? that um, you have been in a position of, of, um, of a supporting a supporter as it were, no? but it came to a point that you were given a position of a leadership. This time you don't need to be a supporter anymore, you need to be the one that is leading, that is leading a group to a certain objective. But this step, you will still see yourself as if you were kind of supporting, you know? So this is something uh, that a lot of people do have, no? Is there anything that might be responsible for this? Is it normal?
0: Number one, it's not normal. (laughs) It's not normal. But I will have to say that has been, uh, unfortunately, our conditioning. Um, I think in, in different ways, whether in culture um, society, or uh, even in this the sphere of religion, um, I don't think that we have really been brought up. Um, because leadership is in all of us; it's not just in some of us. It is actually a part of the mankind's assignment. We were developed and were designed to be the leaders and the guardians of this particular earth, and so. We were given a mandate or the assignment is to have dominion. And I realize that people, I'm finding that people are scared of that particular word, but dominion is nothing but leadership. It's nothing but having that supreme authority. And every last one of us have that. And with having that dominion, we're to be fruitful. We're to be able to multiply. We're supposed to be able to subdue. And we're supposed to be able to replenish in whatever sphere of influence that we're assigned to. Every person has a particular domain that they're supposed to lead over. It doesn't matter what position you have, who you're working for, what industry that you're working with. The human family is designed for leadership, both men and women equally alike. And so unfortunately, for whatever reason, throughout the ages, we have been given a different narrative for some reason. Um, I'm not exactly sure uh, where it necessarily originated, but as far as it doesn't matter what position that you're in, we still have the ability to bring a leadership mindset to that position because we are still uh, developed to provide a solution to a particular problem. So it doesn't matter what what role that you hold. We are all supposed to navigate as leaders. And it doesn't matter where you're from, uh, what household you grew in, what experiences you may have had uh, or will have. Um, that doesn't change the assignment of, of mankind. And so unfortunately, we have been conditioned to think that there's some type of glory behind just being humble. And I don't say that in a disrespectful way. Um, I just think that we maybe have misinterpreted what humble means. I think it's just having that willingness to be able to serve the people that we have the honor to serve. Um, But I definitely think it has a lot to do with our conditioning. Um, and I would definitely say as people of color, uh, a lot of that can go back to different types of oppressions that we have experienced as, as a people throughout the centuries, um, especially as women. there's certain oppressions and certain ideals of oppression that has been imposed upon women throughout the ages and even today. So... I think it's just time to kind of break those narratives and to start to revisit why we're really here and to revisit that whole leadership mindset. So to answer your question, no, it's not normal for us to think this way. Um, but unfortunately, we've been conditioned, um, but it's time to break the conditioning.
1: Uh, but can we do anything about it? I mean, at the level of individual, also maybe based on um, on your coaching, because I want to believe that um, you do try to understand also um, where the people are coming from that are suffering for some of this um, maybe we can call it deficiency, um, as it were. Uh, Then what can also be the solution? So what I'm asking you is, do we have a solution? Can we actually break this barrier so that we can claim our position in the society and in our life to even start? We would need to be able to govern our life. We need to be leaders for ourselves before we can become leaders for all that. Can you help me with that?
0: Yes, sir. I think where we we need to start is that if you want to look at things on a global scale, um, I think that's too broad, um, even though that's our hope to be able to resolve things. But um, as you mentioned, we do have to start personally. And I think it goes back to my former point about being convinced about our own greatness. One of the things that I've learned is that we've always been developed or or trained on how to get along with others that are around us and how to treat others with respect and all of that. But one of the things that we haven't done or that we haven't spent enough time doing is really sitting with ourselves to understand our own personal inventory. Um, and what I mean by personal inventory, I mean about our callings, our purpose, our gifts, uh, what we like, what we dis- what we dislike, uh, what our leadership abilities are, what are some of our strengths, as well as what are some of our um, weaknesses, because we have to be aware of our Achilles heels, so to speak. So we have to be able to take some time. Or, or to definitely set aside some time to really start studying ourselves and to understand our personal value. And there's several ways that you can do that practically. So um, for one, I think that it's important for, and especially for those of us who have, uh, has an extensive career background. So for instance, last year, after coming out of the education space, I realized that I had not updated my resume in like four, three, four years. And so that was a taking that opportunity to update my resume. Allowed me to capture my most recent experiences, some of my most recent trainings, some of my most recent education, um, as well as some of the additional skills that I learned or competencies that I learned. So definitely writing it down as far as, Taking the time to update your resume, even if you're an entrepreneur, taking that particular time to update your resume gives you a visual about that. Hey, I'm not necessarily, you know, I'm a pretty smart cookie. (laughs) In my own eyes, I'm a pretty smart cookie because I have learned quite a bit of information. So I'm an asset. So it doesn't matter whether you're working for yourself or you're working for someone else. You can now see yourself as an asset and to see yourself beyond just being an employee or even just being a business owner, but that you are an asset. I think that is one practical way to do that. Another practical way to understand more about your personal value is also being able to take advantage of some self-assessments. There's a lot of self-assessment tools that is available to us now, especially online, that will allow us to understand what our personality traits are, what our leadership abilities are, uh, what our talent DNA um, is all about, as well as to understand how we uh, experience or perceive the world or even uh, how we make decisions. So there's a lot of great um, assessments out there that will give you a little bit more insight on what it is that's already, that's already inside of you. So we don't have to search outside of ourselves. So some of those assessments might be the Myers-Briggs or or the DISC assessment. Um, there's uh, also the LPI, I believe that's what it is. Um, there's also the predictive index assessments. And so I think that's really important uh, to be able to take advantage of those practical tips. I will also say, as far as practically, that if we still need a little bit more help to understand our personal inventory, and we can also connect with resources within our community. So I definitely think that mentorship is really important. Um, Having a trusted mentor, um, a person of integrity, someone that we have watched in favorable and unfavorable conditions to understand that that they would be a great uh, mentor for us and that they are have, pro- have proven success. Um, and that can definitely teach us a couple of things because they've already been where we're trying to go. I think that's one resource to tap into. And for those who are looking to uh, maybe connect with some of those resources, either to help them with updating their resume or even taking a, an assessment, a self-assessment. They can also connect with local career centers. Um, If they're a former college student connecting with their alma mater, their career services departments are always available for that. Um, And also some of these online employment, uh, these employment organizations that's online, maybe an Indeed or Monster.com, they offer uh, assessments as well to kind of help us understand a little bit more. So, I would say practically to kind of break the conditioning is really spending time with ourselves and really doing the work to kind of see what's already invested inside of us.
1: Now, uh, because I want to believe that you spend a lot of time in, uh, among women or women businesses or businesses that are run by women, uh, in this sense, uh, how would you, um, what would you say about the importance of women leadership? I understand it's not only in the area of business that we actually need women in leadership. It's in everything that we are actually doing in, in life, in the society, as, as leaders, as president. That only there, is, there shouldn't be any set limitation for women because these women that we are talking about, they're not like some kind of distant people. We are talking of our sisters. We're talking of our mother. We're talking of our daughters. So it's not like we're talking of people that we are not used to. These are people, this is... If you understand now, we came out from women, every one of us. If you're a human being, you actually came out from a woman. So we shouldn't be afraid of a woman. So I'm asking for the importance of women leadership. Maybe in this case, let's limit it to business.
0: Yes, so I would say it's the importance to women leadership, and um I'm gonna have to break out my notes here <laughs> because you know, in, in some of my studies, I found that um is there are proven studies that basically show that women are natural born leaders. We are natural born leaders and we actually possess certain innate powers, um, use the word powers, uh, that we bring uh, to the workplace that makes us as equally effective leaders as our our brothers or our male counterparts um, as far as in business. And so one of the things um, is actually six particular things um, that I want to to leave with the audience. For one, women have the power of what's called ego drive. And so that is having that ability to effectively use persuasive motivation. So women definitely know how to motivate the teams that they're leading within their organizations. And we also have that influence to bring about change. So that's something that women have naturally. Another natural um, uh, power that women have as far as being great leaders, that power of team building. So we have that ability. We actually use uh, empathy uh, and social ability because that's how we're able to connect, uh, being able to feel what other people are feeling or even wanting to create that sense of community. That's a superpower of ours. Uh, we have that awareness of other people's feelings and we want, we have that inclination to create that companionship and to build relationships with the people that we work with. So that's also a superpower value. Another superpower value is the power of assertiveness and resilience. So actually assertiveness and resilience is a remedy uh, to rejection. <laughs> and so um, it also provides confidence and statements and behaviors, so it allows us to kind of, you know, um, everyone says have these mantras that they like to do or these "I am," uh, you know, things that that women share. So we are able to uh, establish confidence and statements as well as behaviors to kind of ward off, um, uh, you know, rejection or to be able to recover from rejection or some type of unfortunate change. Um, Another superpower that women have is the power of danger. Uh, We actually have the willingness to take great risk um, as as well as we don't mind the exposure to certain types of liabilities, certain type of pain or harm or loss. I think for a lot of women we're driven by that, um, that we're actually motivated by that, that sometimes Our discomfort is the catalyst to help us be able to create a specific type of change in our lives or within our communities. So we have that willingness to take great risk. Um, Another power that women have is the power of urgency. We can get the job done. It doesn't doesn't matter. We can actually um, impulse or to drive others or to constrain others to actually get a particular thing done around a particular common purpose. And finally, one of, and it's not all, but as far as what I want to share today is that women also have the power of vision. So we can see the possibilities beyond our existing presence. And we also have an unusual discernment or foresight. People want to say intuition, but our brains are built that way where we can definitely analyze um, our situations a little differently. So as far as the importance of women leadership in business, uh, we are effective leaders, and we we do use these powers of ego drive or team building, assertiveness and resilience, as well as having that willingness to uh, be exposed to a little danger, uh, moving with urgency, and having that, uh, being able to see the possibilities um, instead of what might be wrong, we can definitely see the possibilities. And so possibilities are definitely endless. So I think that's what's what's important about us as far as women in business.
1: All right. Now, all this of course uh, is beyond any shadow of a doubt that uh, there are a lot of importance for women in business but uh, looking at the businesses today, looking at uh, the top CEO of many businesses around I'm not saying that I know women CEO, there are a lot of uh, women CEOs out there, but I believe that we need more. And for the father, okay, they, are, they just have all this quality that you made mention of. I don't want to go there and start naming them again. So, what do you think needs to happen so that we can have more women in, in the position of leadership in businesses?
0: Well, definitely is, you know, the word of, That seems to be the word of what a lot of businesses are investing in right now is that whole DEI, diversity, um, equality and inclusion. Uh, The bottom line is is that one of the issues that's facing business today is the underutilization of women in the workplace. Um, It is imperative that leaders begin to start to equalize their environments um, not just for it, it and it it will benefit their their bottom line. Um, as I shared with you, women bring a lot of uh, wonderful qualities uh, to the to the workplace. and so I think uh, employers have a huge responsibility um not to just diversify their their workplace. and I think, And I hope this is not out of pocket, but one of the things that I've learned is that diversity, it does not necessarily mean equality. It just means that you're diversifying your workplace. But it doesn't mean that every person that you bring into your workplace have the same equal opportunities because that's just not the reality. There's still a lot of uh, inequalities that have yet to be leveraged in the workplace. And so Um, As leaders, and especially as entrepreneurs, um, it is imperative that you not only diversify your workforce, but that you give all of your workforce, both men and women, but particularly women who are underutilized in the workplace, the opportunity to have some autonomy to do their work so they can show the leadership or show the skills that they have that you hired them for. And also giving them the fair pathway to promotion um, so they can promote internally, giving them the fair access to uh, leadership and personal development opportunities. As well as even creating opportunities for them to get additional development, whether it's additional education, um, a certification, or just doing some internal um, development. It is important, and also making sure that your team is paid equally. Uh, The fact that we're still here in the 21st century and we haven't figured out a way, um, and I don't think it's a matter of figuring out a way, it's a matter of choice that if a woman is coming to into your space with the same type of experience as uh, our brothers or our male counterparts in the workplace, they should be paid equally. I I, at this particular point, I still think that it's a choice that employers are not paying their women equally. And so while it's certainly not an issue for all companies, it is an issue for a majority of the companies. So it is the responsibilities of the leaders to make sure that their team has equal opportunities and not just hide behind the idea that just because I diversify my workforce, That still is not the same. Uh, And we can't hide behind that. So I think a lot of people, a lot of employers or business um, leaders are hiding behind that idea that just because I diversify, uh, that's enough. No, sir. (laughs) And and certainly no, ma'am. We are going to have to make sure that all of our players on our teams have the same type of equal opportunity as far as pay, development, as well as uh, promotion within the workplace. And for entrepreneurs who are establishing their business and establishing a culture within their business, it is also our responsibility that we have those particular measures in place and that we are putting forth that type of culture as we're building our businesses.
1: Now, in terms of this disparity, uh, maybe in salary, in remuneration for people that are working, talking of workplaces, uh, this is an argument, of course, that I've been going on for a very long time. But do we have any reason, maybe based on your study, based on the people that you have talked with, uh, maybe company leaders, why maybe there is still disparity in, in the price, in the salary of that people should receive?
0: I, I don't necessarily think that I know the answer to that. Uh, whatever the reason is, certainly no one has told me the real reason, um, at least out loud, <laughs> no one has told me the real reason. Uh, behind that. Um, and I don't think that there is, unless there's something else that I don't understand, there is no reason for that. Um, it is within uh, em- is in the control of leadership to actually make that happen. Um, it's not that they don't have the funds to do it. Um, I think that it is a conscious choice. Um, And it's also a conscious choice to make sure that it does happen. Um, But beyond the leadership, I think that it's also, we have to also take personal responsibility as well as individuals who might be working for an employer, that, that we have the courage that once we understand it, we are not being treated fairly or at least seen equally that we have the courage to be able to uh, go into an environment that will see our value and that will pay us accordingly, according to our value and according to our experience and according to our education. So as far as a real reason, no, sir. Um, I don't have the mystery behind it, but I certainly know that it's within our power to do so. It's within leaders power to do so. Uh, they have to choose to do so, but if they don't, um, I do think that the the workforce has to have enough courage to say that if I'm not going to be treated fairly, then I I might need to leave this organization. And in no way am I encouraging anyone to leave their current jobs because we have to be wise. But I would definitely start looking. Because it's important for us to, in order for us to truly flourish, we have to be in the right type of environment to flourish. Um, and uh, and I think as a result of the pandemic, um, a lot of a lot of uh, not just here in the states but other countries are starting to see that people are not willing to go back into the workplace. Uh, spend a considerable amount of their time in their lives with an, an employer and not be paid their value. And a lot of organizations are starting to see that people are not willing to do so. So uh, it's, it's, it's time to make some serious changes. And I think what's wonderful is that the human capital right now, uh, they're in the driver's seat. They're truly in the driver's seat. And uh you know, and definitely have the power right now to not necessarily force, but maybe nudge leaders to start bringing um, as far as pay equality to the forefront and making it a priority.
1: Yeah, we hope that should be a reality. We really do hope it becomes a reality because it's not, I don't think uh, uh, many men are happy of the disparity, even though men are are, at advantage in this case because uh, what is just, is just for everyone and is just all the time. So in this case, it is right that what is right is done right and is done all the right time, okay? Alright, now because this is sometimes the job of leadership, I- I'm trying to understand, from your understanding, I'm trying to get it. Uh, what, how do you describe a good leadership? What do they make a good leadership?
0: You know, what I think makes a great leader, um, I know that there are different types of leadership styles um, out there. One of the ones that I am uh, most in favor of are transformational leaders. Um, And those are the kind of leaders that have a particular type of charisma, a particular type of energy, uh, wherein they're willing to build relationships with their teams But what I really like about transformational leaders is how they develop their teams. They have a strong focus on leadership development, um, and they have a strong focus on bringing their team into their space, whether it's to help make organizational decisions, um, as well as training them as leaders to give them that autonomy and that freedom to be able to make sound decisions and to give them ownership of the positions that they hold. Uh, That's what I think, um, and transformational leaders also have a strong investment as far as trust. Uh, We definitely have to trust one another um, in the workplace. We have to respect one another. And I think that's the beauty of uh, transactional, uh, not transactional, but transformational leaders. Um, is one to operate in that space of trust. But I think that is the kind of leadership that we need on today. Um, I think that we've all learned that micromanagement is not the way to go. Uh, when you're hiring people to come into the workplace, um, let them do the work and trust them to do the work um, and give them room to do the work. Um, as well as give them room to make certain decisions. But you can't give your team the freedom of that if you haven't invested in their development. Um, uh, and so I think that's what I really truly love about uh, uh, transformational leader, leadership. And I think that's what we need more of today um, because those kind of leaders actually replicate themselves and they expect their teams to operate on that leadership spectrum. And they also expect their teams to, um, to actually mentor other colleagues to kind of spread that leadership mindset across the board. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean that, that you uh, don't respect the hierarchy or the decision of that leader or that particular manager or that particular supervisor. But it definitely creates a culture uh, where people feel that they that they're what they're bringing to the workplace, and the fact that they're given freedom to make certain decisions about the work they do, it can only improve the environment, and it can only improve the the bottom line as far as revenue is concerned. So, that's the kind. Those are the kind of leaders that. Um, my particular favor um, and i think in even in some of my leadership opportunities that if that was definitely my goal was to make sure that my team had the resources they needed needed that they had the development uh the necessary and the available development so they can grow within the organization and so that they they could also make decisions um, in my absence and i could trust them to make great decisions because they're connected to the vision um, of the organization and so yes sir so that's the type of leadership that i think
1: is great uh which are these type of leaders that we can look up to today um as a as an example of course this case now we are looking at your own preference and uh, we have uh we have a steep job we do have elements we have different ones that are out there running different businesses from the big ones to the small ones we just want you to pick prefer maybe like two or three as good example, and why you think these are good leaders. Please share with us.
0: Well, sir, um, I'm glad to think on that. I think the one that comes top to mind, um, uh, I, I, I've seen him on a couple of TED Talks, and so I kind of follow him around <laughs> online. His name is Simon Sysnick. Um, I, I think I'm saying his last name uh, properly. Um, he is a, Jew, a British author. Um, He has actually has his own organization and he talks about, I love his outlook as far as what leadership is is about um, and what really makes a good leader. Um, And he definitely makes a distinction that there are quite a a few people within an organization that who has the spirit of a leader, but they're not necessarily given the, the position or the title and that there are definitely leaders who have the title but they don't operate effectively as leaders. Um, I I think that his approach, um, the way that he talks about leadership, that leaders are the protectors of their team. Uh, They work along with their team um, versus just saying, you know, I need you to do this or whatever, that they have that willingness to work along with their team to make sure that everyone is successful. And also giving their team the, the agility to make uh, mistakes and and not in a way where they would just get rid of them, that there's actually room that you can have some shortfalls, but also have the willingness to kind of upskill those shortfalls so they can actually become a benefit to the organization. So um, I know that he is not the only leader. Well, there he is. Yes, <laughs> I know that he is not the... Um, the only great leader that's out there but he's certainly one of the ones that's caught my eye especially during this um, pandemic space um he's been having to uh, make some changes with their organization where they are having to function differently and i definitely know that a lot of businesses are having to do the same so i know that there's other leaders countless leaders um, that are like him so i do like his approach on leadership and I've never met him before. Um, only had the opportunity to see what he does on the TED Talks, but I would encourage anyone to, if they have the opportunity, to check out some of his his uh, talks and his perspective about leadership um, online. I think you can find some of his TED Talks as well as some other speaking opportunities that he does on, on YouTube. So at least that's the one I'm following around right now. Um, I would definitely say that you know, even some of my previous um, previous leaders that I've supported over the years um, has has been a great help. All of them, I've learned something from all of them. Uh, but I would have to say that one of my previous mentors, she was um, I was her executive assistant. But that was something that you know she always kind of gave me the space to kind of express my gifts in, within my position. So even though I was her executive assistant, she kind of gave me that agility to uh, take ownership and leadership in, in other areas outside the scope of my employment. So it allowed me to utilize multiple of my gifts within the workplace um, to benefit us all and also to help me to develop as well And so I learned quite a bit from her, um, quite a bit from her um, during my experience and my time uh, with her. But yeah, but as far as uh, a name that people would know, I think Simon Sisnik is probably uh, the primary leader that I I think is, is, uh, I like his approach of
1: leadership. Alright. Uh, talking of learning, uh, talking of mindset, like we did mention of before at the beginning of the episode, uh, what, what would you uh, say to people on how to go about learning about mindset for, for their businesses? Because you need it to be able to run a business. You need a good mindset, no? To be able to... <laughs> Okay, mindset. I'm looking at it like a kind of a tool set, no, (laughs) for you to be able to run your business. So, what do you want to say about particularly women businesses?
0: Well, as far as the development of the mindset, um, I think that is necessarily to connect. Next, necessary to connect with um, the resources that are available to business owners and to entrepreneurs. Um, I know here in the states, um, the Uh, Small Business Administration, as well as some of the local small business development centers are available to develop entrepreneurs, whether they're in their startup or or in maturity. They are designed to ensure our success by um, providing the necessary guidance, uh, the resources um, that is necessary for us to thrive and not just to and to sustain as well as businesses. So I know that a lot of times we like to do business, you know, business on a on a shoestring uh, and to just kind of jump out there and do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I do believe that it's necessary. uh, Whatever region that you live in, regardless of the city or uh, side of the world that you live on, uh, there should be organizations that are there to support small businesses um, to to connect into those resources. Um, Another thing I mentioned earlier was mentorship. That mentorship is clearly um, important to the success of any business leader um, and connecting with a leader that you have seen do what it is that you're trying to do. They've already been where you're trying to go. Uh, definitely connecting with the, the appropriate um, uh, mentor who is willing to set aside and invest the time to help you to that you need to show. But, yes, that mentorship, I think, is also important to the success of, um, of a business leader. Um, and if you need the education, additional education or ad- additional credentials, Um, In the effort to legitimize what it is that you're doing, or to give you more insight about what you're doing, um, always be in a position to continue to develop. So even if you do have to go back to school for an additional credential, or just making sure that you stay plugged into professional development opportunities so you can learn what's going on in your industry, uh, so you can stay on top of any uh, compliance measures that you might need to stay connected to, um so continuous learning and development I think is really important as far as developing that leadership mindset.
1: All right. Thank you so much for that. All right, dear Teresa, I'm sure that there are some people who have listened to you to this point and they want to connect with you. They want to learn from you and they want to buy from you if you have any offer there, a training program or whatever that you have out there. Please use this moment to promote yourself. Go ahead.
0: Yes. Yeah, so um it's been an honor to be able to spend some time with you all on today. Um, I trust that I did leave some uh, tips of value um, on your that you could at least learn um, a little bit from my experiences. For those of you that want to connect, I would love to be able to connect. So you can actually visit my website, which is TeresaKPage.Squarespace.com. So that's Teresa, that's T-E-R-E-S-A, my middle initial K and my last name, Page, like a page in a book. At squarespace.com. So that's one way, a great way to connect with me, as well as to subscribe uh, to my website so you could get access to bi weekly communications. Uh, So that's one way for us to be able to connect. And also, you're able to schedule an appointment with me. So if you're interested in a complimentary uh, 30 minute coaching session, That's a great way for us to get to know uh, more about each other and to see how I can support you as a performance coach. Or you can even schedule just a meeting just to say hello. And so we can learn about what it is that we do great in the world to serve the world. And for those of you on LinkedIn, you can find me there, Teresa K. Page, uh, LLC, right there on LinkedIn. And join also join my LinkedIn community page. I would love to have you. And that is where we share inspirational messages on a daily basis so we can make sure that you are empowered to help you on your journey.
1: What would be your recommendation for women out there who are just starting out in business, of course, from the point of view of leadership and mindset? Please help them out.
0: Yes. So I would say for women who are starting out, and I'm still young as well, so I'm actively doing the same thing, um, I would say that. One of the things that I learned is that our inclination to create a particular good or service, it is really directly connected to uh, what we find pleasure in, Um, regardless if it's a particular people or particular cause, whatever it is that we find pleasure in, that is how we create uh, whatever good or service that we want to be able to serve the world with. So if you're going to be in business, I would definitely say to ensure that the way that you're serving the world is connected to your core values, that is connected to your innate gifts, and it's also connected to what and who you love. I will also say that you have to understand the value of your goods and your service and that you're willing to do the work to cultivate it to ensure that it has a good structure from the very beginning. Um, I know that it's great to just jump out spontaneously, but you want to make sure that what you are building is going to last um, even beyond (laughs) your years. So it's important to cultivate what it is that you do so you can make sure that it's providing the value that is intended and that it will also support generations to come. Um, another thought that I would say is that we have to be willing to be the first partakers of our goods and services. So uh, we can't in, in any ways be willing to, to sell to others if we haven't uh, consumed or if we're not our first consumer. So you want to make sure that what it is that you're offering to the world, that it has worked for you in the same capacity that you're saying that is going to work for your customers. Um, Also, create a plan, make sure that you're creating a plan. Evaluate your plan to ensure that your plan is feasible, that it's affordable, that you have the time to commit to it, uh, that you have the space to develop it, and you also want to set a time to execute that plan. So again, the the business development organizations within your region, they can help support you with, with that regard. Uh, We talked about that mentorship. That is key. You want to be able to connect with a mentor who wants to see you succeed. um, And that's going to, that is the key for your success. And I will say finally, that while you're on this journey, there's going to be moments where it doesn't always go the way that you planned. Um, There are going to be moments that your emotions are going to get up and do the dip on you. (laughs) Um, Uh, And there's going to be moments that you don't feel like that you have the impact that you need. But what I would say to that is while your emotions are important, don't lay your whole trust into your emotions in those moments. Sticking to your plan is what's going to sustain you and to help keep you motivated and to keep you moving forward. So forward movement.
1: It's Thank you so much for that, dear Teresa Page. It has been a pleasure on my part. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Obehe Podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remember Obehe A14. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you in the next episode.